I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. I don't want to be a goat, don't want to be ignorant, don't want to be blindfolded, I just want to be countercultural. Be violent, don't wanna have a vendetta, don't wanna be vengeful, no. I don't wanna be a soldier, don't wanna be militaristic, don't wanna help that cycle, I just wanna be a countercultural pacifist. I don't wanna be a racist, don't wanna be a capitalist, don't wanna be sexist, no. I don't wanna pass judgment, don't wanna hold grudges, don't wanna be hateful, I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. I don't wanna shop at Walmart, don't wanna grow Monsanto, don't wanna drink Coca-Cola, no. I don't wanna burn petrol, don't wanna eat perfect fruit, don't wanna feel guilty, I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving organic gardener. I wanna be authentic, I wanna be radical, I wanna be optimistic, honest, beautiful, I wanna be humble, I wanna be progressive, I wanna be open, I'm inspiration, I wanna be like John Wesley, or Sarah Major, or Anna Mao, I wanna be like Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King Jr., like Santa Claus, Johnny Appleseed, Dirk Dillim, or Gandhi, Alexander Mack, John Klein, George Fox, or Jesus Christ, but mostly, I just wanna be me. I just wanna be me. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Dunker Punks podcast. I am your host, Jacob Krause. We're super grateful to have the Church of the Brethren Office of Peacebuilding and Policy providing our thought piece today. And the reflections and stories you hear cover a juicy array of subjects, higher education, service, and politics. Yes, just in time to provide some tidbits for your Thanksgiving Day conversations We'll be thinking on Christianity and politics. Without further ado, allow me to introduce you to the Brethren Volunteer Service Worker for the Office of Peacebuilding and Policy in Washington, D.C., Galen Fitzke. Take it away, Galen. Hey, everyone. It is truly an honor and a privilege to spend some time with all of you here on the Dunker Punks podcast. My name is Galen, and I am currently participating in a year of Brethren Volunteer Service at the Church of the Brethren Office of Peacebuilding and Policy in Washington, D.C. Over the course of this episode, I'd like to share with you a little bit about me and how I came to be involved in BVS, as well as explain what I do at the Office of Peacebuilding. 
that could lead into a broader discussion about why I think it's important for Christians to be involved in politics and some specific examples of issues that I think brethren should and do care about in the 21st century. So let's jump right in. As a brief background, again, my name is Galen, and I'm from a small town called Mannheim in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I grew up in the Church of the Brethren and currently attend the Brethren Church in Lancaster, but I'm in the area. So really, all of my life, I've been steeped in the Brethren tradition, done foot washing and love feast, and heard sermons and Sunday school lessons about things like peace, love, service. With that in mind, I'd like to pick up my story at the end of my high school days when I began the college search process. And at that point, I was looking into mostly secular schools, perhaps thinking that I could get a better education or have more fun at one of those. But none of the schools I visited felt right to me. I don't know what the average age of a dunker punk is, but if any of you are currently going through that process, it's likely you've heard a guidance counselor or someone like that say that you'll know almost immediately whether a school environment is the right fit for you. And that was true for me as soon as I stepped foot on Masai University's campus. The location, the people, everything about it was just right for me. So despite my original contrarian plans, I ended up at a Christian college, albeit a Brethren in Christ affiliated one, not a Church of the Brethren option. Early on in my academic career, however, I was still undecided about what I wanted to study. My dad likes to say I was majoring in tennis and minoring in cross country since I enjoyed playing on both of those sports teams while at college. And that's all well and good, but unfortunately, it doesn't get you a job in the real world or make you any money. At least not at my level, I should say. After two years of putting off declaring a major, I knew that I had to buckle down and actually make a decision. Well, at that point, only certain majors were available to me given the classes I had taken and the amount of credits um, that they required. So at least I had it narrowed down. With less options at my disposal, I was able to pick a major that fit my interests and other parameters known as Peace and Conflict Studies or PACS for short. Looking back, it was really inevitable that I would find my way to the PACS program in large part because of my brother and background. The programs focus on nonviolent conflict resolution meshed perfectly with the brother and messages I had absorbed over the years. I met a lot of great people and learned plenty of interesting things about oppression, justice, interpersonal conflict, biblical interpretation, and historical peace movements in my classes, among other things, but I still felt like I was missing something. I wanted a strategy to actually address the issues that bring about conflict and injustice in our society, 
in a way that was effective and relevant to today. During the pandemic and the election season of 2020, I spent a lot of time reading articles, listening to podcasts, and following politics generally. And I realized that politics is one way to bring about change in our world. The process is often slow and messy and can sometimes create more conflict than it solves. But in its ideal form, I think the government can be harnessed to help people and bring about peace. At any rate, I decided that I wanted to influence the political process for the better. So I took some classes about politics and government to help me better prepare for that. At Messiah, they talk a lot about calling or vocation, which can be defined as a summons from an external perhaps divine force, or just a strong impulse or inclination. And in my view, I was called to pursue peace in a world where too often injustice reigns uh, and breeds conflict. There's a great quote by, by Frederick Beekner, where he describes vocation as, quote, the place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need which I think is just a really helpful image or illustration for thinking about one's future. As graduation approached, however, I still had no idea what sort of job would be available to me in this field at the intersection of my interests and the world's need. If you haven't figured it out by now, I am somewhat of a procrastinator. And while I do not recommend waiting until the last minute to make major life decisions, I do believe God has a way of making all things work together for his good. And I'd have to think that's what happened here when I discovered that Brother and Volunteer Service was still accepting applications for that fall. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with BVS, so I won't talk about the program itself too much, except to say that a year of BVS is a fantastic opportunity to take a step back from life, slow down, reflect, and then really dive into serving the community around you. And as brethren, this experience connects us to our roots and can bring us closer to God, closer to the people we serve with, and closer to, the, to those whom we are serving. There are BVS projects all over the U.S. and even some abroad, but my placement, of course, uh, is here in Washington, D.C. at the Office of Peacebuilding and Policy, since this project aligns well with my interests and background. So far in the program, I've met a lot of fantastic people and had many incredible experiences I would not have had otherwise. For example, I get to live with a group of eight young people and be in an intentional community with others from diverse backgrounds and uh, perspectives. I also get to attend church at the Washington City Church of the Brethren and be a part of that body as well. The location is just really cool um, since there are many museums and landmarks throughout DC. But the main purpose of my being here is to serve at the OPP. And so I'm excited to share a little bit more 
with you now about what we do at the office uh, and why I think that it's important. So the OPP, as it's called, exists to advocate for Church of the Brethren values in the context of United States policy. In other words, we try our best to change and affect government policy in ways that we believe the church as a whole would approve of based on the teachings of Jesus and brethren statements. This includes a great deal of focus on things like reducing military spending, promoting peace and racial justice, and protecting the environment. While our office is very small, there are a lot of other faith-based advocacy organizations that do similar work. So we often collaborate with them to make our voices heard. Usually actions include writing letters to Congress or the presidential administration, attending meetings with staff on Capitol Hill, or attending public demonstrations like protests or vigils to show our support for certain legislation. The pandemic, of course, has changed the ways we go about doing some of these things. So I spend quite a bit of time on Zoom these days. The other part of our work is to inform brethren congregations about what happens in DC. So information flows both ways through our office. Often we'll use a webinar or blog post to educate brethren members about important issues, policies, and our work. I'll put out a plug for our website uh, at brethren.org slash peacebuilding and for our social media accounts, which you can find via the website or just by searching the name of our office. I'd also recommend signing up to receive our action alerts, which encourage subscribers to contact their representatives in Congress with specific concerns or requests. Since I realize that a lot of this might sound boring or irrelevant to some listeners, I'd like to hone in on a specific issue that's been in the news recently and explain how we've been engaged. And that topic is immigration. Just to briefly define it, immigration is the action of coming to live permanently in a foreign country for a variety of reasons. Immigration is a new phenomenon And in fact, the Church of the Brethren Annual Conference had some things to say about it all the way back in 1982. During the conference, Brethren drafted a statement that discusses immigration from a biblical and Brethren perspective. It is evident from that statement that Brethren recognized the need for a more humane immigration system, one that prioritizes the needs of migrants fleeing violence or poverty, and one that protects them from abuses at the border and exploitation once in the United States. It notes that as Christians, we are called to welcome the stranger and care for our neighbors, no matter what country they come from or why they come to the U.S. Just for some further context, the statement itself reads, out of obedience, this is a quote, out of our obedience to our heritage and the gospel mandate, The Church of the Brethren affirms legislation and public policies which welcome and promote the welfare of immigrants and refugees. End quote. If you're interested in reading more or just want to take a look at it for yourself, 
That and other statements are available in the resources tab of the Church of the Brethren website. Personally, I think they're really fun to read, which is good since it's part of my job to make sure that everything we do at the office aligns with those statements. Anyways, when thousands of Haitian migrants arrived at the border a few weeks ago, we of course spoke up for them, saying that we care about their well-being and would like the government to do so as well. Unfortunately, many of these migrants were mistreated at the border, and some were even sent back to Haiti, which is currently a chaotic and dangerous place to live as a result of natural disasters, gang violence, and political and economic instability resulting from years of colonialization. Of course, it's not just Haitians who come to the U.S. in search of jobs or safety either, and we advocate for a more moral immigration system in general. Additionally, there are already millions of people in the U.S. who live in constant fear of deportation or exploitation simply because they are undocumented. A large group of these folks fall into the category of farm workers who often do hard, dangerous, manual labor in farm fields to put food on our tables. They don't get protection from the elements or paid fairly in most cases. Our morality and our brethren principles of love, justice, and compassion tell us that this just isn't right. At the Office of Peacebuilding, we, along with organizations like the National Farm Workers Ministry, are advocating for protection, fair wages, and citizenship for these people that contribute so much to our society and are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. To sum up, at the OPP, we take guidance uh, from brethren statements and turn those words into action by advocating for more just and fair government policies. And I hope that the case study of immigration and migrant farm workers' rights helps, helps to show how we do that and, of course, why it's important. To wrap up my story here, I want to zoom back out and ask us all a question. And that question is, what kind of witness would it be to acknowledge that injustices exist, but to, but to do nothing to remedy them, first of all, or stop them from occurring? I do think it's very important to maintain that first aspect of love in action in the church today. In the Church of the Brethren especially, we do a lot of good service projects, mission trips, BBS, of course, all sorts of really important work to help people in need. And that's truly awesome work and a great example of how to be Jesus in the neighborhood as our new compelling vision encourages. But in addition to that, I think we also need to be involved in speaking out against and addressing the root causes of injustice in the first place. To help us think about this a little more deeply, I often consider the image of a river. And let's pretend for a minute that next to this river is a factory, which is polluting the river. Downstream, the fish and birds are becoming sick and dying. Thankfully, a group of concerned citizens, perhaps this could be you, they get involved and start cleaning up the river and saving the affected animals. Happy ending, right? Well, of course, that's fantastic news for the animals in the short term, and I'm sure they're very grateful. 
But we also have to think about what happens after these citizens leave. Remember, the factory is still polluting and will eventually start causing problems again for the environment. Somebody has to fix the problem at the source. And that's where I think the Office of Peacebuilding and Policy comes in. Our goal is to be a part of the political decision-making process and encourage fundamental changes to government policy that makes the world a better place for all of us. Historical brethren statements ground our work, and current issues like immigration demonstrate its importance. It's not always an easy task, given the size of the obstacles we're often up against, and we definitely can't do it alone. So if any of this sounds interesting to you or you want to help, please do check out our website and social media. And if not, that's okay too, but I hope you've enjoyed hearing a little bit about me and how I came to be serving here in Washington, D.C. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, Galen, for uh, sharing your story with us. You know, thinking about politics and religion inevitably brings to mind Mark twelve seventeen. at least for me. It says, um, Then Jesus said to them, referring to Pharisees and Herodians, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. In that passage, the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus in his words, as it says because he was calling this group of leaders out for being hypocritical and taking advantage of their people by using their religion. In that moment, they wanted him to say, nah, don't pay your taxes or follow the laws of the land. We're the children of God. But that's not what he said at all. Jesus didn't advocate for total anarchy, but rather justice and fairness within their society. Now, I mean, we need systems on earth to lead healthy and happy lives and support each other, which we do through government, elections, taxes, civic duty. So it's inevitable that we have to exist and participate in quote-unquote Caesar's world. We're also to give ourselves to God, our whole selves. And because of that calling of our belief in following Jesus, we can't stand idly by while Caesar's systems evolve and become corrupt to the point where they inflict harm on our neighbors push away immigrants, generate violent conflict, and ignore the down and out. The work Galen, Nathan Hostler, and others are doing in the Office of Peacebuilding and Policy and other church organizations that advocate for justice via the agape love of Christ is a vital part of the church's purpose and biblical calling. I'd like to thank them for working hard on our behalf I'd like to encourage you, listeners, not to shy away from engaging in politics, especially in your local community, because it really does shape the world into a more peaceful habitat. If you want to get involved and don't know where to start, follow the Church of the Brethren Office of Peacebuilding and Policy on social media and check out their website, brethren.org peacebuilding, and get involved. Let's make a difference together. Dunker Punks podcast is a community-driven show made up of civic-minded people seeking to generate a more peaceful society. 
This episode was created by Galen Fitzke with the Church of the Brethren Office of Peacebuilding and Policy. I'm your host, editor, and music creator, Jacob Kraus, pronouns he, him. Ali Cooney manages communication. Suzanne Lay manages production. The Arlington Church of the Brethren and On Earth Peace sponsors this show. Find us online, both our show page and our archives on iTunes and at arlingtoncob.org slash dpp. Chat with us on social media at Pod, and email us dpp at arlingtoncob.org with any questions, recommendations, comments. In our next episode, we'll hear once again from Jesse Hauf along with other young adults in the Church of the Brethren. Until then, peace, Dunkerpunks. Punks.